This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we begin a new week of broadcasting. And I'd really like to pray because I believe the subject that we're going to be talking about this week is very critical. So, Lord, we commit this time to you, and we pray that the Word of God will bring conviction where needed, and, Lord, we'd see the importance of of our identification with Jesus in his death. And I pray, Lord, that you would put in our hearts a desire to have your life live through us. Yes, Lord. And your death on the cross to be enlightened to our soul of what you did. Yes, Lord. That we might die to our own life and live for your life oh, let it be, and your Lord. purposes. Let it be. Because really, we could say that both of these issues are really a demonstration of the love of God. For example, some of the verses we're going to cover is First John 3.16. We know the love of God that he laid down his life for us. 2 Corinthians 5, 14, and 15. For the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus. If one died, then all died, and he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. That's so big, Shelley, because the first century church, after the day of Pentecost, Shavuot, no longer lived for themselves, and the 120 turned the world upside oh, hallelujah. down. Thank you, Lord. That's what we're praying for here. Again, 1 John 4, 9, By this the love of God was manifested in us, that God sent his only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through him. And then on the other hand, we know the love of God, but there's also an enemy that will come against everything that Jesus stands for. We see that in John 10.10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. So, Junie, we're always up against the enemy, but we believe the word of God is so strong in favor of us living, identifying ourselves with him in his death, and living the life by allowing him to live through us. And I'm hoping with you, Shelley, that you and I and all of our listeners would be so keenly aware of that 
that we would pray for the Lord to enlighten our yes, souls to know so we might not give in to the wiles of the enemy because sometimes, Shelley, the evil one comes as an angel of light and we want to know the voice of the Lord and have him live through us his life so that eternal rewards Jesus. await us when we see him. Thank you, And Lord. we are as he is. Hallelujah. Well, we'd like to look at so many of the scriptures that talk about our identification with him in his death. Isaiah 53, verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Romans 4, verse 25. He was delivered up because of our transgressions. Romans 5, 6. For while we were yet still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Mark chapter 10, verse 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for man. I know most of most people believe that one of the reasons or an important reason that Jesus died was to save us, to, to destroy the sin in our life, and to live on. But I think it's just as important, Junie, for us to identify with his death because to get to the glory... There's got to be death before we come to resurrection. And I pray that we could bring it across this week. And the verse that I read before, 1 John 3:16, We know the love of God, that he laid down his life for us. Again, we know it, but do we really live by that? John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Let's go to Galatians chapter 1, verse 9. Who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us out of the present evil age, according to the will of God and the Father. So this has to do with now. He gave himself for our sins, that we might he might deliver us out of, of the present evil age. And that, Shelley, is so important because to deliver us out of this present evil age, he wants us to be, to be delivered into his life and his kingdom. Yes, Lord. And without his nature and character, we'll never be able to enter in to his life and his kingdom. It's his life in us when we're born again that gives us the ability to be delivered out yes, of this evil yeah. age. I remember just a few weeks ago, we spoke about the nature of the world as God sees it. So we cannot live in the world with worldly mentalities. That's why God said he gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us out of the present evil world. And I don't think many of us realize that things that seem so innocent yes. can really be spiritually something that 
can divert us from the perfect will of God. That's right, really, Junie. All right, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. For Christ also died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. Really, there's no other way to get to God the Father but by Jesus the Son. And that's another reason why he died and why we must identify ourselves with that death. And what's amazing, Shelley, he had no sin. The scripture tells us that he became sin for us. Yes. That we might have eternal life. I can't remember the end of that verse, but what the point of why I mentioned it was the scripture you just read about his flesh. Could you read that again? Right. He was without sin. Right. For Christ also died for sins once for all, that the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. And he was being put to death in the flesh. And what's interesting, Shelley, he was totally the son of man and totally the son of God. And his flesh did not have dominion over him. And that was a sign of why he needed to be put to death in the flesh. He did that for you and me and every listener that we, because he sent us his spirit of truth, because he's alive in everyone who's born again, that we could be put to death, our flesh, that his spirit and his life might be lived in and through us when we identify with him in his death on the cross for us. It's so essential, Junie. It's It's so deep, Shelley, isn't it? Yeah, well, Jesus died on the cross in place of you and me. It was clearly an act of substitution. We not only are called to recognize that substitution aspect of the cross, but also we need to identify ourselves dying with Jesus 2,000 years ago. And isn't that in our baptism, Shelley? Yes, it is. Let me go to that right now. Romans 6, verses 3 to 6. Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death, therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, Even so, also, should we walk in newness of life. So we're coming out of the darkness and coming into newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Hallelujah. And you know what I'm reminded of? Our baptism, Shelley, which is written in my book, The God Who Answers by Fire, a Jewish saga. 
but when Arthur baptized you and I together in the Baptist church, when I came out of the water right after you or before you, something happened Hallelujah. that I couldn't even speak for almost a half hour after the baptism. But I remember we were three Jews in that baptismal water and a born-again Catholic nun was singing Alleluia yes. Chorus. And Shelley, your life and my life was lost in Christ. Hallelujah. We no longer lived in the ways of the world or in the world. We were called out into him. Did we fail? Did we fall? Yes. Have we made mistakes? Yes. But something intrinsically changed, and we were never the same. Hallelujah. Father, we pray for us and for our listeners that we, if we've never done it before, begin to identify ourselves as dying on the cross when Jesus died. That was an event that took place but that was an eternal moment yes, that Lord. still has effect in people's lives today and always will until Jesus returns. Lord, speak to every one of our yes, listeners Lord, speak to, to identify us. themselves with dying on the cross with Jesus so that we would begin to walk in newness of life. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.